Kobe Bryant once said, these young guys are playing checkers. I'm out there playing chess. And that was true. And that's very, very deep. And often we say stuff like that. We don't fully understand what it means. And this episode isn't about Kobe Bryant, but we are going to talk about thinking at another level than your peers in the competition and how you can use that to separate yourself. The Creator Podcast. My name is Dion Williams, a.k.a. Dion Does, and I truly believe that we were all created in the image of the ultimate creator, and therefore it's in us all to create. And this show aims to help you and I both level up in this four-dimensional game of life so that we can go out and create for good, whether that's for ourselves, our family, the community around us, but all of this a part of a generational vision of a family of creators coming together be the difference creator fam welcome back to your daily dose of creator fuel this creator podcast appreciate you guys so much for all the support keep dropping those five star ratings keep dropping the reviews they mean the world man thank you thank you thank you so today we started off with kobe bryant wise wise words he's playing chess while the young guys are playing checkers what does that mean, right? Some of us say it. You may not get it. If you've ever played chess or checkers, you should get it, right? Because there are two games that are played on the same board. Like, you can use your checkerboard to play chess. Or your chess board. You really, it's the same board, right? But the games are played completely different. And one is a simplified version of the other. Now, checkers can get deep. And depending on where you play... And how to rules, they might have some extra twist to it. And it could get, you know, it could get decently deep. A thinking man's game. But not like chess. Mm-mm-mm. And no, I don't, I don't care how you switch the rules up. Ch- checkers can't get as complicated as chess. There's more variables. There's different pieces, right? With different types of movements that don't even exist in checkers. And so there's a level of complexity. And because of that, chess requires you to be a little bit more forward thinking. And if you're actually really good, you're not, you don't just think a little bit into the future. You think quite a ways. You may think three, four, five, six. I've never researched it. I've, I, I want to say I've heard a crazy quote like that, that, you know, chess players think so many crazy moves ahead, but that could be a lie. I can't remember. But you, you have to think moves ahead more so in chess than you do checkers because you may have to set certain moves up you have to be patient with it you may try something and it doesn't work so you got to try another thing and that may not work and the third or fourth thing you try may work you got to be patient and that's the key when you're going to think deeper into the future and so you may want to take a certain piece but you can't take the piece right away. You got to do a few things to even set yourself up to be in a position to take a certain piece. And that's the difference between chess and checkers. One looks further into the future. And you see this all the time. I think when I first really started to grasp this was when I got serious about basketball. So, well, actually I had a season, right? So right after... I graduated from high school uh, in, in Arizona. I moved back to New Mexico to walk on to UNM. It was the University of New Mexico. It was a D1 basketball school. So it meant a lot to me. And I felt like I had a chip on my shoulder because 
I had friends that had gotten like D1 offers and that were, um, you know, just offered to play cool places. And as a Hooper, that's like the dream, man, to get a scholarship. Like, that's cool. I didn't get that. I got offers from like D3 and D2 schools. Um, so basically, no one thought I was that dope. And so I took that serious and I said, you know what? I'm going to go back home. Uh, I'm going to lock in, which is it's going to help me. You know, my mom really wanted to move, and I was like, I like it. I I, I want to go home, play for a good school. Because uh, at that time, I think, so it was the year, so spo- spoiler alert. I'm going to still tell a little bit of the story, but I ended up walking on. And it wasn't, it was the year after. So I think we made the, we made the NIT that year, lost to Notre Dame. And then the year after, so I only did one year. The year after, though, they were ranked eighth in the nation. So it wasn't a bad school. And I felt more opportunity there than Arizona where I was at the time. And so I went out and and I got serious. Like I think two days after my graduation, me and my mom dipped back home and I was grinding, man. Like I would work out two, sometimes three, three times a day, hooping multiple times, working on ball handling, shooting, weightlifting, all this stuff. And what I would love is that when other people that would tell me they were going to make it, make the team or walk on to the team, when I would see them going out, like on social media. MySpace was a lot more, a bigger of a deal. Not as much Facebook, a little bit, but mainly MySpace still back then. And I would love when I would see them posting and saying that they're like going out or partying or doing whatever. Because I would be at the gym or I would be running sprints in front of my house from streetlight to streetlight. And I knew that in the short term, they were having more fun than me. But in the long the long run, it would add up. And I'll never forget it. The first day I, I actually dressed for a game. I didn't get to dress at the beginning of the season because I had some clearinghouse issues. I had to like, I had to wait for that. And that took longer than it should have. But, so it was a few games into the season. But, I remember I used to go to something called Johnson Gym. If you hoop or you went to UNM, that's that's where everyone hoops at. All the hoopers, even people that don't even go to UNM would find ways to get into Johnson Gym. And every night during the school year, it was popping. Games to play, like literally three, four, five game weights. And a lot of the dudes there that were good, they would all be talking about going up, uh, coming into the school year like, yo, yeah, yeah, I'm about to walk on, I'm about to walk on. Like hundreds of dudes that would go up there thought they were gonna walk on. And I never I don't I don't remember ever telling any of them like, yeah, I'm gonna walk on too. I would just listen and say, huh, okay. Cool. So you my competition. And I would take notes. You know? I would take notes and I would see that, yo, okay, you ain't at the gym every day. I would notice like how many guys are here every day? How many guys show up a couple times? How many guys are here once a week? And then I would see, okay, after we were done, how many would stay and lift? Right? How many did I ever see at the track? Or or if I would go to the gym earlier in the day or later in the day, how many of them were on the treadmill running? Like how many people were working on a well-rounded game? And there wasn't many. Right? With each step, which each with each layer of difficulty, people would fall off. And I'm like, okay, cool. These dudes don't got vision. I see you posting on social media, you out. You out and you doing things, you you partying, you at the kickbacks. I'm like, bet. You see, so you just saying you're gonna walk on. You ain't really gonna walk on. And by the time I ended up walking on, it was just me and one other guy 
And the other guy didn't even really walk on in the sense that I did, where I had to, like, actually play for the team and, like, try out. He ended up, he did, they just didn't have a scholarship for him. And so he was, like, a local guy that was recruited. And so he didn't go through the same process as me. I was the only other walk-on. And I remember when I ran out the tunnel for the first time. Didn't play that game. Didn't I got in one game for, like, a minute. But I didn't play. But I remember when I walked out the tunnel, all them ninjas that were at the Johnson gym saying they were going to walk on were in the stands, in the student section, looking at me pissed. Like, that's the ninja from Johnson. And I, I would even run out, and I look over sometimes, and I see him talking and looking at me. Like, I'm, I'm doing the shoot-around at the beginning. Anytime I look up there, I was always trying to see who was checking. Like, okay, well, ladies up there, just in case I get in, let me hit this three real quick. Okay, hold up. You're just noticing who I was seeing. They're like, oh, that's the check from fourth period. Okay, bad, bad. Right? And so I look up there, and I just see cats that, again, I'm on the bench, riding the bench. They eyes is on me. Why? Because they are pissed. Because they're like, yo, that dude ain't even that nice. He's, he's not that. Like, I, I played against him. Right? And they knew that could have been them. But they made, they was playing checkers while I was playing chess okay and so i haven't even got to our principle yet that that quote from kobe isn't even it i just wanted to use that to lay the foundation right and kind of give you a story of where i first realized this power of all right sometimes i don't want to be doing what everyone else is doing because they might be playing checkers they might be thinking of the short-term game i'm thinking about the long-term game and the more i noticed people that were that had more of an eye for the long term those were the people i took more serious Right. Even in business. If you're if you're if if you consider yourself or if I, if I consider you competition, I'm, I'm, I'm locking in. I'm like, OK, so what do you do? And I'm watching you. And if you're trying to win this year or try to beat me in this year and that's your main focus, that's all you have vision for. I'm not worried at all. Right. You got a plan for the next three years. I'm like, OK, you got a five year, 10 year plan. I'm like, hold up now. OK. This person's serious. You got a 30-year plan? I'm like, yep. All right, that's competition. You have a generational vision, which, I, again, I've never, I don't know anyone that's competition to me in my market that talks about generational visions, all right? Then, then that's when I'm really locked in because that's how I look at things. I'm looking at what am I passing on to my kids, right? I'm looking at where my son needs to be when I'm gone to, to keep things moving forward. That's a generational vision. That is, that's checkers. Or, or what, what, what most people are worried about is checkers. Now I'm on chess. People worried about, for example, if you, I'm about to be to the place where I only wear clothes that are mine and, and stuff that my brand's made. But for right now, I wear a lot of Walmart shirts. I've been wearing a lot of the same shirts for like five, six years. I don't get a new shirt unless I have to. It's it's very, very simple. And some people be like, yo, why don't you, like, you make more money. Why are you dressed like a bum sometimes? Why don't you, you, I don't know, you could be a little flyer, man. You could have some better shoes. I see you with the same joints all the time. Yeah, I could. What does that get me? Right? Like, if I got a good reason for it, trust me, I'll do it. I'm not trying to look fly for no one but my wife. She's straight. I'm not trying to impress nobody, right? Now, when I'm wearing my stuff, I'll probably look a little fresher. And, and I have a reason for wearing that, right? I'm promoting it. I want you to see it. I'm proud of it. 
That'll be a reason, but what? I, I don't need the Gucci shirt. I don't. It, it does nothing for me. That's short term. Now, I might get more likes on IG, and that might make me feel good. And again, in the short term, shoot, I'll save all the money on the dope shirts. Let me invest. Let me hire an employee. Right? It's, it's playing, it's, it's worrying about what really matters, right? And moving off of that because people in this social media age will be trying to just compare. They want to compare. This is what I did by this age, right? That's some of the craziest stuff. And I'm not saying it is bad to look at. We just got to understand, like, if you don't make the Forbes 30, 30 for 30, or was it 30 by 30, whatever, like, the they got the, the milestones that you can hit, you know, if you're under 30, under 30 years old. That's not bad if you hit that. Like, trust me, my thing isn't, I'm not mad at you. And that's a cool thing, right? But what does it get you? Right? It's just an arbitrary number. Here's an example I'll give you. Let's say me and you are competing. Let's say you have a cheeseburger shop, and I got a cheeseburger shop. You sell 100,000 cheeseburgers this year, and I sell... 40,000, right? And you get fired up. Uh, crush the competition. So 60,000 more cheeseburgers in him. Right? We got similar prices. You made more money. Boom. You won. You won this year. That might get you fired up. And and I'm not saying you shouldn't be fired up. That's good. But what if the next year, you know, maybe I just used that year cuz I was developing my crabby patty sauce. I was just experimenting the whole year. And then I nailed the Krabby Patty formula, and I go the next year, and I triple your sales. And then for the next nine years, I blow you out the water. So now let's look at it over the 10-year gap, right? Uh, <laughs> you won the first year, and then I won the nine after that. Who really won? If we want to zoom in on that one year, you got it. Let's look at the big picture. Did you really win? Who knows? Now, let's say year 10, I sell it, move to, and I just jangling in Jamaica all day, and whoever I sell it to starts laundering money off out of it, and, and it gets shut down year 11. And then you come back, you find a way to, to fill a hole in the marketplace, and then you take off bigger than I did. For the next 50 years, right? Who really won? Like, we can draw the line wherever we want. And to make ourselves feel better. And that's what we do. And that's what we got to be careful of. Right? It's, it's not bad to have goals. You can have goals. We have targets, too. All of that. But use them as markers to move the vision forward. And you can use competition for, for your potential and how well you could be doing. But just because you had a, let's say, just because you had less views on your YouTube channel than the person next to you, doesn't mean that you lost. Right? At one point, Google wasn't in this search engine picture. At one point, Yahoo was on top. And if you would have zoomed into that, you would have wanted to be them. Right? So it's okay. So my point here is to run your race at your pace. It's okay. You probably weren't supposed to be on Forbes by 30. Because you're it's, it's, you going to hit stride when you are 40 and you're going to shoot straight to the top. Which would you rather have? You know? And so, stay. W- worry about your garden, which you got going on. 
All right. And then I'm going to summarize all of this in the principle. I kind of had to do this one a little bit backwards. So our principle comes to us from Mr. Brandon Marshall, who says strategy without patience can be caustic. Patience without strategy can become anemic. Having both strategy and patience is a rare gift. Let's unpack that, right? And, and the, the moral of this, of what he's saying here, saying here is you need both strategy and patience. You can't have just one or the other. And that's what it takes to look to be forward thinking, to play checkers. I'm sorry, to play chess instead of checkers, right? You got to have the strategy, but if that's all you have, it can become caustic. Think of like eroding or corroding or just burning, burning away, right? You have the best strategy, but if you don't have the patience and the discipline to execute on it, all that's burning away. You're not going to end up getting anywhere, right? You need, you need that patience. But if you have all the patience in the world but no strategy, it's anemic. It doesn't really have much. There's no life to it, right? There's, it, it's, it's not going to carry you anywhere. So you need the strategy along with the patience. And when you have the patience and the strategy, that is a rare gift. And that's when you are truly playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. I want you guys to pull out your creator frame. Go ahead and scan over that. It's got the four dimensions of this game that we call life. This infinite game that we call life. I promise you, you're going to get on Instagram, the world going going to try to convince you that it's a finite game. That you have to be married by the time you're 30. Cuz cuz this magazine put out that this survey, that survey can kiss your cheeks. You aren't trying to live your your life by the the standard, the average quota. Okay? I'm not saying you can't look at other things. And you can't use it as as guide as guides and to learn from other people's stories and and find understanding, right? It's okay for you to say, all right, I'm 30. I'm still wetting in the bed. Either I didn't take that part serious enough or I got something going on and I need to look into that. That's okay. That's okay, right? I'm saying you can't ever, I'm not saying you can't look at what everyone else is doing, but maybe maybe you weren't going to have the business that blew up overnight like your mentor or your or your idol maybe you're going to have to take the scenic route but maybe just maybe there was a reason for that that is tied into your personal and unique calling in your story and it's okay to be you so let's have that patience and let's have the strategy to go with that and to carry that and let's let all of that be fueled by our vision where do you want to go? Right? I might do something today. And you, if you want to zoom in on the day, you're like, yo. Oh, today's actually a really good day. To use that as an example. We didn't have much content go up today. Today, from the outside looking in, was such a slow day. Like, if you're just someone that experiences all of our content from the podcast to the videos to the websites, it was a slow day. It looked like nothing happened. We were lazy. We didn't do anything. But if you understand the structural and big picture vision and systems that we executed on today, 
this one step back is going to be responsible for the next 10 steps forward but that it, it takes it takes understanding of checkers versus chess to be able to make that move right so someone else may say man you lost today and i'm like no no i won today was a big win i love it some of my competition looks around and they may think oh we got we got them we're 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 getting he- we're making headway we're closing the gap or maybe we're we're moving ahead and i'm like eh. or are you are you worried about this year i'm worried about the next 10 even when you're worried about the next 30 i'm like yo what's going on with the next generation like does your vision stop when you die you better hope you're not compare you're not competing against someone that's got generational vision. They kids might be in a better spot. These are the things we need to think of. Move today in light of what you want to do tomorrow. Right? Your weekly goals should reflect your yearly goals and your yearly goals should be reflect, reflecting your 5-year, 10-year goals. So many people are so pressed about what they're going to do this year. And I'm like, okay, cool. So where are you trying to be in 10 years? I don't know. Well, so then why do you, why are you going this direction this year? Let's get some vision, people, right? And let that be the fuel to our strategy and our patience that allows us to play checkers. I'm sorry, chess, while everyone else is playing checkers. So take out your creator frame. We have our faith, our relationships, our energy, our economics, these four dimensions of this game that we call life, this infinite game. And I want you to scan and just ask yourself very, very simply, all right, where am I playing checkers at? Where I should be playing chess, right? Where do I have a lack of vision? Like I'm dating my girlfriend right now. But the only thing I needed to do that, which is I just knew she was fine. Like Dion, I'm telling you, she's bad. She's bad, bro. Okay, cool. But where are you going with it? What's the vision? Do you have, maybe you don't. It's okay. It's never too late to go grab some. Think about it. Is this getting you closer or further away from where you want to be? Right? What's the vision that you have with your finances? You asking, yo, should I look into stocks? Should I get into real estate? Should I be a drug dealer? All these things. Okay, well, what's your vision? Right? It depends. I don't know. Like, if you, if you tell me, man, I want to be there, I want to have a family, I want to be there for them, take them on walks to the park, we, all right, we probably shouldn't do nothing illegal then. That might that could mess it up. Drug dealing's off the table, right? You, you got to know these things. And so find out where you're playing checkers, where you're, and by that, I mean, where are you being short-sighted? Where are you thinking about now, in this week, in this month, in this year? I get it. Some of you guys might be struggling to pay rent. And you, and you make decisions, right? That's how, like, these payday loan places get you because they got more vision than you. You're like, yo, I can't go a month or two without my cell phone. I can't. I'm going to be embarrassed. People going to laugh at me. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look cool. I can't be on Twitter at the bus station. I can't go without my phone. I'm going to just take this payday loan, right? But now you in debt, and you and you got this crazy interest rate. You paying that back longer and your phone ended up getting cut off anyway. It's just three months down the road. But instead of it being off for a month or two, now it's off for longer. And you, you, and something else got cut off. 
All because you was playing checkers instead of playing chess. All right. You, I want you guys to scan the four dimensions, identify, and then attack. All right. Come up with a plan. It's going to allow you to move with patience and strategy. I hope that bless you. I'll also, make sure you guys check out freecreatorcode.com. The blessings don't stop here. I got more for you. And all you got to do is put in the email. Again, that's freecreatorcode.com. Get the code that it is that we live by here as a family, as a movement of a, of an of identity, as a, as a movement of creators that understand their identity that is ingrained into them. It's baked in by birth. Can't no one take it. Can't no one sell it to you. And I just want to share these principles with you. Freecreatorcode.com. I love you guys. Stay safe. And until next time, God first. God bless.